Welcome to the We Are Alive Fancast. And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Welcome to episode number 42 of the World Live Fancast, where we cover every new release of the World Live patio drama. I'm Redbeard. I'm Mick. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we're covering season 4, chapter 45, episode 3, Distorted Truths. Decisions, decisions. Hmm, decisions. Another chapter in the books for... What kind of <laughs> decision do you think it's going to be? Hmm, sounds like a... At the very least, we're going to scare you and make you think something decision. Do you think they're going to cut off any digits? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also, uh, I guess a popular candy will have to make a decision as well. <laughs> Sounds like he has, though. Yeah. Guilted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if nothing works, give him the old guilt trip. And we've got some corrections and clarifications. And you know we we argued last week a little bit about hope, and I was like, we don't we don't know for sure that she's blind, man. <laughs> Casey said, "This is confirmed. Hope is mostly blind, still able to see shapes, but maybe by today's standards, still legally blind." And Kyle Bora confirmed, uh, "Yes, she would be. The cutoff for being legally blind isn't a hard benchmark to cross." Hmm. <laughs> Any so, thoughts other than you were right? No, no, I wasn't going to say anything Oh, like I know. That. You, you totally don't ever act like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be more. Like, I, I wanted it to be that they weren't talking about it as much, so it would be some big reveal, but it's not. Nope. I, I'm just, I can't imagine what that would be like. What's that? Being, uh... Well, only being able to see shapes. I, I, get, I mean, I don't know, just kind of putting myself in that frame of mind it seemed like it'd be very frustrating yeah and the shape of the thing you need to be afraid of is the same shape as everything else so <laughs> yes <laughs> that's an excellent point in this world you're pretty scared of them all the time <laughs> we've got any more corrections yes we've got a few more oh of course <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not sure this was for us maybe it was we talked last week about this cody and what we thought we were kind of. I think this is more of a clarification because we were confused about what Cody could be used for. Because we were talking about whether it could be used for maybe going to the tunnels or something like that. Mm-hmm. Casey said that Michael said he couldn't use Cody to set up the spotters. It's not built for that. That's all. So no guess, robot claws. Yes. <laughs> so I guess it's still possible this can be uh, carried into the tunnels, carry something into the tunnels as part of the master plan or something like that. You know, if Datu were still here, he could make it work. Right. No problem. Pick Turn it into a claw machine. Down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The claw. <laughs> the claw. Also, uh, Casey Whalen said, that's not gunfire. Whenever Michael was messing with the, with the radio, you know. He said, it's Michael hitting the radio with his hand, tapping it. It's a plastic sound. I, so, that's, that's what I kind of figured. Yeah, we didn't. But that's so more just clarification and everything. And Funky Dung, Eric Williams sent us this also. We got something wrong and I totally didn't catch it until he sent it in. But he said he might have to go all Inigo Montoya on our misuse of host. 
We meant parasite. Infected animals are hosts to parasites. Yeah, I totally... I didn't catch it when we were talking about it or when I did the, when I re-listened to it. <laughs> and that's all for that that I have. I'm sure there was more we missed, but... Oh, definitely. Guys, uh, send in the stuff <laughs> so we can know what all we're screwing up. We are the fan cast, not the expert panel. <laughs> Beautiful. And just in case you guys missed it, the World Live season finale tickets have sold out. Yes, they have. I think we announced that last week also. Yeah, we did. And it was on today's episode, too. Just in case they missed it, for sure. For sure. Send us your money, and <laughs> we'll see what we can do. No, I'm sure somebody's scalping them, right? P.S. Never trust a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got an iTunes review from Ooh. West Bank Grinch. <laughs> I just now realized the multiple meanings that had. I was only thinking of one, but... Wow. Okay, uh, it's titled, Insert Witty Comment Here. And uh, the Grinch gives us five stars. Sweet. It says, when the We're Not Dead podcast called it quits, I was afraid there wasn't going to be anyone around to tell me about all the little things I missed or how this thing tied back to that thing when that happened. I was sorely mistaken. If you listen to We're Live, then you need to be listening here. I wish I had picked you guys sooner. Keep awesome, it up and man. stay frosty. <laughs> That's a great callback line to when he was like, stay frosty. What? And then Blair was like, what? Stay frosty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's because she doesn't listen on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> well, even Casey was like, stay frosty. What did I say that for? <laughs> oh, is an unintentional callback to one of our episodes of trying not to say cool and awesome? No, it was, it may have been, but. <laughs> I think we did use that term, but in the Blair Wayland interview, when Casey said it. Yeah, well, I thought it was an unintentional callback to that episode. But, hey, thanks for the review. That's that's incredible. Yeah, thanks a lot, Grinch, Grinchy. <laughs> yes. And I got nothing else before we started, do you? No, I don't. I'm kind of excited to get into this. Me too. So, are you kicking this can down the road, or am I? Well, I'm going to pick that can up and set it on a skateboard and roll it down the street. <laughs> Here we go. Riley and Tardust are waiting for Bert. That's how this Tensions nice little... are high. Yes, how this part starts out. Uh, but when Bert returns, man, he is down. Yep. And, you know, they were concerned about whether or not Scratch had attacked the convoy. And he says, you know, there's no attacks, but he's, he's upset. Yeah, big time. Um, lost his little buddy. Right. And a girl that he adored. He did. And I, I got the feeling just right away that Bert is really torn up about Lizzie. And he's also sad about Datu dying, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, like, I think I think it hit hard because I think he kind of developed a special place for, for Datu. And really felt big time like a daughter type role towards Lizzie. Right, and plus Lizzie was just unexpected, whereas Datu was, you kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, I mean, and they even talk about that a little bit. Riley mentions that they, you know, like, we, we at least got to say goodbye. Right. Which I was like, woof. Yeah, she's like, is that all? I mean, what are you so upset about? Oof. No, she wasn't quite like that. But... 
I, I have a sneaking suspicion that he didn't tell her because they need to get more information out of TARDIS before the dude ends up <laughs> yes. dead. Before she just planted an arrow in his skull without using the bow. I mean, that's... Sorry for the uh, descriptive graphic <laughs> nature of that. I mean, that's not even to mention the just the amount of emotions he's going to have to deal with because that's going to be a powerful episode. It is. We... We're gonna have enough of these powerfully sad episodes. We need some powerfully happy ones. <laughs> Power sad. <laughs> uh, oh, so, okay. So Tardos mentions uh, Scratch and her two cronies again, which I'm, I gather is Strings and Hammer mentioned in part two. Yes, Strings and Hammer. I'm gonna make a note of that because I meant to do it earlier. And they, you know, uh, whenever Bert and Riley step away to talk about this other business, they talk about Tardus possibly lying. And uh, what do you think? I mean... It's a definite possibility. I mean, I don't know. It's not like these people don't fit the sociopath role. Right. Because there, there's a reason they've they've lived this long, living the lifestyle they have. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we have any clear evidence that he's lied to them yet. Right? So there's nothing that's kind of tipped that hand that way. Because he talked about Scratch... And, you know, because Bird asked, what's the last thing they did? And he mentions that uh, the last thing we did was watching the colony, which we got to hear a couple chapters back when they were you know, watching the colony. If if this is all a lead up to Scratch coming along, which is a good possibility that she's going to show up at this house where they're going to be torturing him. It's one heck of a gamble to bet that this is going to play out the way he wants it to. Hmm. But... I have a feeling she's going to show up at that house. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, um, or zombies will, one of the two from all the screaming. <laughs> Dinner time. Oh, but that's not until later, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jumping, getting ahead of myself here. I like what he says about um, Scratch doesn't like risks, because I've never really thought that about her. But I wonder what might, what would have changed her mind if she was, you know, dead set on attacking this convoy. What would make her change her mind? I don't. I've never really gotten that sense from her before. She seems very reckless. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not buying that. And I'm thinking one thing that may have made her not is if she if Tardus really did split unannounced and she noticed he wasn't following them anymore. I could see that might spook her a little bit. And going back and gathering up all the resources right. that they do have. Yeah, I, I could see that to a degree. And that, and that being the reason she didn't attack the convoys. The other reason being she's closely behind them, following their every move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it seems like we're being told the truth. It's just, I and, I, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't question it anymore, except this chapter is called Distorted Truths. So that's like the one small piece of possible evidence that leads me to believe maybe we're not getting the whole thing right i mean that's because I mean, it has to mean something it, it does i mean everything else is kind of played out already at least there's been different meanings that could be tied to it with events that have already played out right so uh, i'm thinking we're being led to believe that he's telling the truth and then there he's leaving something out or something so but i have no clue what it could be and near the end of this, Riley talks about once they're finished with this, she plans to return to the group. Which, without her knowing about what happened to Lizzie, 
that's a pretty big move now knowing her feelings. Yes. So I'm really curious how this is going to play out. Yes, and I went back and re-listened to, uh, the I guess, part one of this, where it was Bert and Riley talking about Lizzie and all that. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear. <laughs> I don't know how I <laughs> didn't notice that. Because when, when I said saw with Lizzie, I was thinking, oh, yeah, seeing two happy a happy couple together. And Angel being. Angel. Yeah. No, not at all. It was more <laughs> when you saw Saul with Lizzie. Welcome to the Captain Oblivious show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I can that, share that I just didn't catch it. I don't know if it's important to mention right here, but they are heading to the I-5 on-ramp to get an idea of where they are and where to go next. It may play out later on that that's an important detail, but I doubt it. Right. Yep. That was a good detail. So, in the next scene, we've got Kelly, CJ, Michael, Tanya, Max, Max, (laughs) who hops in there at the end. I guess halfway through, but... And they're talking about looking for the water tower. And also, here's some more uh, location data. It's near Taco Place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I actually Googled Water Tower Taco Place LA. <laughs> it came up with some weird water tower that had spray paint on it, I think. It was named like Ben something. I don't know what it was called. Burrito. Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> but So, yeah, this is kind of, it kind of gets into a, a serious discussion and a. I don't know, the seriousness meet, it hit butts heads with the rationality. And I thought this, this next discussion was pretty interesting. Because they're talking about whether to take a moment to show respect for the dead or go after Ink before he can he succeeds with his next round of perfected little ones. Hmm. Yeah, man, Max pipes up with a voice that's very assertive that I haven't heard from him yet, I think. I really <laughs> yeah. don't remember hearing it. Because I was kind of just shocked, like, whoa, whoa, Max, settle down. This was an awesome one. I love this quote. When the outbreak happened, the people who died second were the ones who spent too much time looking back at the dead. Yeah, that was a really good quote. Uh, it was pretty awesome. That I'll just go ahead and throw it out. That was my favorite line today. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's a good one. It was uh, well read. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Even though it was... It was a little heartless. It was it was on point as far as what they need to be focused on right now. Also, it made me realize how much I'm missing Puck and uh, the the military guys. Yeah, no kidding. I, I miss that comic relief that was there. I miss the camaraderie. and It's like the, those people could be in the worst of situations and they could find something funny or you know, break the ice with something. Right. Well, then also Puck could say this to Michael, and I wouldn't think twice about it because Puck's earned it. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a very good point. Because <laughs> I was kind of like, "Who's this guy?" Like, hold yeah, on. Max was kind of irritating me. But he was. I mean, it doesn't mean that he wasn't completely right. If a little bit uh, cold. <laughs> yeah, it was just the first couple times that that those really got to me. Today, I was like, "Okay, that makes sense." Because they're always just going right into the mix of things without thinking it through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so CJ gets Max's back on this. Like you said, you know, Roberts could be done with these little ones here, or these new ones. So they've got to keep pressing forward. And Michael says, yet again, 
We might have time for both. <laughs> <laughs> He's the king of that. <laughs> yeah, and but you know he wants to set up these spotters, I guess, to get an eye on whatever they're going to get an eye on. <laughs> And then yeah. that you can use that time that they're waiting to collect the data to do the other thing. Right. Okay. And so this is something I started thinking about. Okay, they're gonna do whatever they gotta do with Skittles, and I'm, you know, I guess they're gonna get them to jump rope and run in place or something. <laughs> I don't know. But they gotta have enough for two sessions because they gotta go put the spotters out, and then they gotta go back to pick them up. It's not like they got some kind of wireless transfer on them. Right. I don't know. And it's you know they talk about this intelligence there. Is 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 Ink not going to realize that there's cameras out in front of this place? <laughs> I, I don't know. Those are the the questions going through my head. So I was wondering where they're going with this. I guess if they're concealed pretty well, it it would be reasonable to assume that he wouldn't see them. True. But yeah, he, it, that's a good point. But in the picture of the cover art, if that. It's to scale, I guess, you know. There, Tatsu was holding one of the the cameras, and that thing's got to be driven to the ground, but it's got a huge post on it that gets shoved into the ground, so it's not very small. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too critical, but I was just curious. world's a big place. And the, can't well, see everything. Kind of gets confirmed by Skittles later on, underestimating ink. <laughs> oh, yeah. And what that will get you. <laughs> Yeah, as far as you know, Michael just saying, just kind of blowing up, oh, I can't find you, which I took as Michael just saying, trying to give Skittles false confidence more than actually thinking he couldn't find him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find you. You're crazy. You don't know anything, right? <laughs> He's like, oh, you, you, are, you do not know what you're doing. <laughs> so, let's see. So then they go back to his smell again, which we talked about last week. We weren't sure what exactly was going to happen. Sounds like we're getting a lot of confirmation in that direction that it would be the smell. <laughs> of course, Michael says uh, getting a smell could be easier than asking him to do anything directly yeah. with what they know about him, which I thought was pretty funny. Well, and, and something that remains to be answered is, is it the smell or is it his brain activity? Right, uh... You know, intelligence has played a big role in this whole thing so far. And so, I'm just curious what that distinction is. I'm not sure the dumb ones find people by brain activity. No, not the dumb ones, but I'm wondering about That's the ones that can't see him, or can't detect him, I should say. Which they And we know they work off of smell. That's true. Okay. And there's so much talk about smell, we're getting hit over the head with smell, smell, smell. So unless there's a crazy twist coming around... It seems like it would be that. Hmm. Except that he got away from ink, which doesn't make sense yet. That's the one that gets me. And it's kind of like uh, Randy and leaving Datsu behind. Kind of looked at him and then left him. All right. He even said mine, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, what was that to get back at Michael? Or was that for a specific purpose? Involving Datu because he was different than anybody else that had been infected. Yeah, and then Datu was able to read the things. I mean, man, maybe Randy is good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're gonna die, but you're gonna serve the greater good. <laughs> I can't mess up my zombie cred and help you all out directly. <laughs> my zombie cred. <laughs> <laughs> These guys won't follow me anymore. 
dumb zombies. So what does Skittles smell like? <laughs> Taste the rainbow. <laughs> we have to hear that one more time. That's the subtitle for this episode. <laughs> That's what you need to use. No, that'd be great. <laughs> so I, I thought it was... It should be smell the rainbow. Smell the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, they're talking about who's available for this mission, and they pretty much immediately rule out Victor and Saul. Yeah. And and Pegs and the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and Hope. <laughs> Let the baby go put out the spiders. <laughs> right. And they also, I mean, they, they totally ignore Kelly when she's like, what about Pete and Max? Aren't they going to have the 50 cal by the pump? Nobody says anything. It's oh, like yeah, I thought they, they did. just I keep thought... talking about something else. They did, but they went back and said that Pete's hand is still healing. No, that's whenever they're going through all the people. Kelly says this uh, earlier on. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even catch that. So he's going to blue off her opinions? Well, see, uh, he, she mentions that Pete and Max, she thought Pete and Max would keep the 50 cal at the pump. Mike, and then Michael just immediately moves on to, oh, well, could we call Burton Riley or this and that? And it's a few lines down before they get to uh, talking about Pete's hand isn't good enough to hold the gun and not risking Tanya. So Michael just said, basically offhandedly said, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> I was like, man, uh, this got shunned. Yeah, yeah I didn't Ellie. even catch that. That's funny. But, She's going to stay back and man the radios. Yeah, it, sounds, it seems like you answered one of the questions I had because I was thinking, how do you get someone's smell? Oh, yuck. That's gross. So we're, we're back to working out to grab the sweat off of them, possibly, huh? I assume it's the same way as they did before. I don't think they're going to cut into people's sweat glands or take their adrenal glands out of them. Yeah, I thought they were just going to, okay, you wear this for a day, and then we're going to wear it. <laughs> All right, and you wear this tomorrow, and we're going to come back and get that. Yes. I didn't know how they were going to do it, or that they were just going to uh, rub skin against skin. To We're going to make an extract from your underwear. <laughs> yeah, rub their <laughs> forearms together and... Scrape all the dust off of his apartment and rub it on their face. Yeah. <laughs> well, that thing's got to be pretty uh, seasoned. Right. The, the inside of that water tower. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to go there? Ready to <laughs> climb up the ladder to the water tower? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were joking about it. But one leg CJ hopping up the water tower. I'm telling you, she had no problem. She's like, I'm, I'm in. So... I'm- that was pretty incredible. It was. We had some <laughs> dreamy music to start that scene, didn't we? Did you notice that? Well, it's Skittles, man. Right? Some stuff I hadn't heard this season, at least, and I haven't paid attention to it before enough to know if I've heard it before. This is pretty. This scene was pretty good, too. Because <laughs> CJ basically, <laughs> without saying it, says, you don't know how to talk to people. Let me talk to them. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there there was some scoring though in this uh in this episode that I, I don't think has ever been heard before. It was good. Absolutely. So are you I'm I'm on the next scene already. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. Um You were you were talking about the scoring and I kinda of jumped all over the place. I know, that's cool. I just didn't know if you thought that I meant the scoring at the beginning of the last scene. No, no, no. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So I just jumped to it. You know, Michael's climbing up and Someone shouts, who's there? I've got a gun. You know, did you think for a second that the gun was in working order or that he would ever fire it if it was? 
when it was uh, Skittles after knowing this, you know, his how pacifistic he is. Is that a word? I don't know. I don't know. I've never used it like that. Probably shouldn't be used like that. Probably wouldn't be used like that. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rebel uh, daddy. I don't know. I, I I mean, he's been alone by himself for so long. I, I almost expect him to be more crazy than he was before. Yeah, I, that's a good point. What is what does this solitary confinement inside of a water tower do to somebody <laughs> who's already crazy? I don't know how long I could take it. But, I mean, he is getting out, but he hadn't had interaction with other people. Right. And then again, crazy people don't always need to have interaction with other humans. Depending on your type of crazy. Speaking of, I mean, I guess I'm going to jump around in this in this section here. Speaking of crazy, he, he, and you said, you know, you just mentioned he gets out. Okay, so we saw him on the spotter walk past some other zombies, yet he doesn't, he seems like he doesn't know that they're not attracted to him. I, I don't think he knows how to convey that. Because CJ says something different about you. And he's like, you know, what's different? And I, f- I forget what it was um, that they said, basically that they don't, <laughs> they don't go after you like, like they do us. Well, okay, so there's a couple different things going on here because there, there's moments where he seems to be completely serious and sane, right? And there's just information that he alludes to knowing. That makes me wonder if he knows more than we know he knows. And that maybe some of this is playing stupid. Mixed in with crazy. Mm -hmm. That was almost, well, no, it wasn't almost. It was pretty chilling whenever his tone changed. Mm -hmm. He's like, you think I'm crazy? (laughs) I was like, whoa. I was like, who is this? This is scary. Bob Bergen, uh, he needs to be a bad guy in something. Yeah. With that voice. Because that was masterful oh man and because when he said it he said it very clear too when he said uh he'll find me think that way and you'll never stop it and it it is i mean as clear as can be there's moments where he just seems like he's got all the clarity he'll ever need right well i think the one of the distorted truths he lives by is that ink is all-knowing and he's always been scared of him ever since we've known him Mm mm-hmm uh, so that's that's in character, but I don't think that he knows any more, like or at least a lot more than what we know. But I would love I would love for him to, as far as <laughs> you know, to be a bad character. I mean, imagine if he turned and had that voice going and was like, "It was me the whole time." <laughs> Skittles, Batman. What if he's already been bit? Right. See, there is some great feedback uh, we have later covering that. Oh, really? Awesome. I mean, because, like, okay, you think about Datu, and you think about Skittles for a second. If Skittles' brain capacity just wasn't there, and this host, for lack of a better term, is in there and can't take take over fully, what's, you know, what, what does that leave us? Wait, <laughs> if there's a parasite in the host? No, no, no. What? A host. I was finding the host. feedback, sorry. <laughs> just a host. We're not like, we're not talking Skittles about parasites because we don't know. No, listen. Oh, sorry. A something residing inside of the brain that is trying to take over, but because of his mental deficiencies, it can't. And so there's this 
you know, that's why the other zombies won't touch him. It has nothing to do with smell. Okay. Because he's already he's already been bit. He's already been taken. Or he was a failed subject of inks or, you know, a plethora of things. I think it's a very, very interesting take. Uh, here's here's that uh, the feedback that Deanna had. I don't know what to say to that red beard. <laughs> Anyways, so I, I just have to keep moving. <laughs> he said, uh, Deanna says, okay, so I'm sure this has been brought up, but it just came to me, which makes me super mad because I'd like to keep my tinfoil hat hidden. Datu was not completely changed, and he could still read the symbols. What if what if Skittles is the same, but even more advanced? And he went a little cuckoo because of how bad it hurt when Ink showed him the symbols to make him open the door. That's awesome. That's awesome. It really is. But it's it's a it's a different angle. It's the same thing you're saying, kind of, but a different angle. That this made him crazy. Whenever he saw the uh, the symbols, because you know how Datu got whenever he saw the symbols, yeah, you know, it, like gave him a headache and stuff. Hmm. So it's yeah, I can't wait for this to play headache. out. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And okay, I'm sitting here and, and I, I see the host thing now. So I, I'm stupid. Skittles would be the host, right? Okay, uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I've been running nonstop here lately, like for the last four weeks. Oh, so it's all good. <laughs> I'm slow. All right. I like, I like that uh, that theory, though. Yeah. But he's already infected, and that's why nothing will touch him. It's Doctor Who. He's holding up that little plain piece of paper. You, you know, just but if, see what you're supposed to see. If that holds true, then the the sweat thing may not do jack for him. If it's the brain thing. If what holds true? If the theory holds true? If he's already infected. Because it's almost like they're branded with a symbol. Right. If... If that that's that's a tinfoil theory though, we've got a little bit more evidence for it to be a smell thing as far as the the canon we, of the show goes. Yeah, oh, but with the canon of the show, yeah, and you're gonna—I don't know if I'd rely on that. <laughs> what else do I have to go on? Stuff we make up? No, Casey's flipped it over on us in the past. Yeah, but I'm I, saying the only thing we had to go on is stuff that's in the show. We—I would rather go with that than stuff I make up except well, for fun. Well, no. It, so far, it could be backed up with comparing him to Datu. Okay, go ahead. I did. That's it. It can be backed up with comparing him to Datu. With what evidence that's been presented so far? That Randy said, "Leave him alone. He's he's mine." We don't know that about Skittles. We don't know, but we're saying that it's very plausible. It's not completely tin theory, tinfoil hat theory. Okay. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I mean, I think it's completely plausible. I don't think it's completely tinfoil hat. That would be a good twist, I think. If uh, so, they get the sweat gland. You know, you hear this. this. You hear this pessimism over here. <laughs> Ouch! I was totally talking. I was I was trying to ride along in your in your uh, tinfoil hat boat. It's the it's the pauses in between the comments. <laughs> I had to think about it. Oh, well. they're not going to have the pauses. It's going to be truncated. <laughs> But so I was trying to go along your same line of thinking. So they're gonna they're gonna uh, get the sweat bottles filled with <laughs> Skittles sweat, <laughs> and they're gonna pour it all over their face and arms and clothes, and then they're gonna go out the the spotters, and a whole horde is gonna chase them. They're gonna be like, "What's going on?" And then they're gonna figure out whenever they pass Skittles up, chasing them still, that it's got to be something different. And it would. That would tie up the Skittles question. 
right? And but I mean that's a totally a guess and me creating, uh, me creating new rules. But um, it's, not, it's not new rules. Brain activity is what kept zombies from attacking Datu. We we don't know what keeps zombies from attacking other zombies. And then on top of that, it doesn't even matter when it comes to the little ones. They they attack normal the regular zombies all the time, but they leave. For the most part, they don't go like the normal ones. Don't go after other zombies because they just know. I don't know if it has to do with scent. I don't think that's been fully answered yet. How we, do they? We do how, know they go do, after scent. But th- we don't know if they don't go after each other because of scent. I think they're pretty cognizant that, that that's they know that's what they are. They're, I don't know if it has to do with smell. Does it? I don't think that's been clearly answered. Okay. I, I don't I, know. I've, I've I mean, tried to. I've tried to. I don't know what the word is. But I've tried to say that, yeah, that sounds like a good theory, but you keep trying to press it. I don't know. Well, you keep saying, like, it goes against the rules or creating new sets of rules. or I don't think those rules have been clearly defined. It goes against clearly defined rules is all I'm saying. Oh. The, the, any, the, any of the rules that we know that we have, that at least that I'm aware of, that would be something new, which would be perfectly fine. It's just I don't know that yet. Hmm. Okay. It's it's miscommunication then. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like uh, well, because what I, I sense was going on was like okay, I, I accept your answer, but it goes against all the rules, and I'm not gonna. I, I totally discount that. Oh, I tried to argue for and against your theory because <laughs> I think it's it's intriguing. I mean, it would be really cool to have it explained out and everything. I just don't know if it can be done in three chapters. Hmm. That that's a good question. What will remain unanswered? For us to fill in the gaps. Yes. I think we talked about one tonight already that I can't remember. Probably. I don't remember. I'm not going to go back and look through it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's see if we can get this train back on track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, have I asked you if they're in the water tower? No, or you haven't. Some asked other me that. weird, like, office connected to a water tower, which I could. What? Never. Uh, yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I was kind of lost. I'm assuming since they were in a water tower back in the day with Angel, that they're in a water tower again, since they said they're going to the water tower. You think they, they have... climbed like up the ladder to the water tower. Right, but is there like a hatch into the side of the water tower? That's the way it's always seemed like to me. Okay, that's that's what I gathered, but I was making sure, because it sounded crazy in my mind. <laughs> like, I was I, thinking, do water towers, is any water tower like attached to a tiny wait. office? <laughs> They normally have a uh, observation hatch, but I don't know. I, I'm, I was, I've never really questioned it. Yeah. Okay, that's good enough for me. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Here's one other thing I had. One other main thing I had out of this piece here. Okay, so CJ, as we talked about the guild trip earlier, CJ mentioned, you know, this will make up for what happened. You let him in. <laughs> and he, okay, so he says I did. And then he says, I did. And it sounds like he's thumbing through like something. And I'm guessing, is he looking at like pictures they took out from... It sounds like she pulled out a, a picture of the um, cameras that were monitoring Dunbar. Okay. Cool. I think because I think she had, it, she had it in a file. And that's how we found out who let him in the first place. was when um, Victor and Saul were going through the, the, the files on everybody. Cool. See, I didn't catch it the first time. I was like, I just thought he was saying I did, and then he recalled it, and then remembered I did. But the second time, I was like, well, it sounds like he's thumbing through like pictures, maybe. 
So yeah, I guess that's that's what it was. Okay, good. I'm glad well, you got that too. You may not be totally off base though. That that parasite might be in there thumbing through his uh <laughs> his memories. Yes. <laughs> there, I did. the parasite. <laughs> no, you didn't. Maybe I did. I don't know. Okay, so all right, not a lot of new crazy info there. Just some a new direction. Skittles is going to help in some way. Hopefully he'll give some sweat and continue to continue to help because I just like to have the guy around. Yes, I think Skittles is a uh, fan favorite. Gotta be. Ready to go to the last scene here? I I am. Okay, so we have uh, Bert journaling, talking about you know they went to a few different safe houses. Have and we that, had? Did Riley journal at all in this episode? Not that I caught. No. We we get to hear her and Tardust while they're waiting for Bert to get back, and that's really the only semi alone time we heard from, from her that I can remember. That that might be a call to one of her journals, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sorry, no, it's cool. So they're starting to lose patience with Tardust because they've been to multiple safe houses. And at this last one, Tardust is having them check cabinets for some things that are supposed to be there, but the weapons he says are there are missing. And you said something earlier t- tonight when we were talking about uh, if Scratch noticed that Tardust wasn't following them anymore and she goes and grabs some of the weapons and things. Then yeah, that, that's pro- I guess this is where you probably thought of that. Yeah, and I, I don't know. That makes me wonder because either these are really old locations and he just doesn't want to go anywhere near Scratch or this is, she, he, she, he's drawing him into a, to a place where Scratch can attack him. Yeah. That's the only two things I could see going on here. Right. And I hate to criticize the survivors so often. I feel like I do it too much, but Bert warns Tardust not to run or he shoots. And then he, like, I guess goes out of a sliding glass door window into the back backyard to talk with Riley. <laughs> I might not leave this guy in one of the old safe houses where he could know where weapons and things are hidden. <laughs> I, I think his hands are bound together. I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure they are. Okay, good. That makes me feel a lot better. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this is just weird. But, I mean, he he is a prisoner. I mean, he would be used to running with his handcuffs. Right. <laughs> so, it's still a valid point. I thought the same thing. Is it really? Even if he is in eyesight, I wouldn't leave him alone. Mm-hmm. So, Riley, um, she... Gets Bert to ask her the question that they think they should consider something more drastic. Well, you know, Bert did this to her before, kind of leading her along and letting her come up with the conclusions, making sure that she wasn't being pressured into anything and making very clear that, you know, he's not forcing her to do something she doesn't want to do. And I'm wondering if that's what's going on here. You think he's <laughs> messing with, like, not messing with her, but. He Doing wants the Inception a, mind. I think uh, he's complaining. I think it's very clear that he's okay with doing any of this, and it's not going to weigh on his mind at all. But like when the, he when they first left the colony, he asked a lot of questions and talked to her in order to bring out this this decision, the same conclusion that he was coming to is that they need to go after her. And now it's another big decision. They're going to beat the crap out of this guy and. Is is she gonna be? Is she okay with this? He's are. I think he's already in. I think he wants to make sure that she is. That she's coming to the same conclusion too. Yeah. 
And I, I like that you think that because I didn't because I thought that he was more hesitant when he was like, "You sure you want to go there?" Not like, "You sure you want to go there?" Like, in, in <laughs> the in the "I'm ready," I'm just waiting on you type thing. And I think I think if there is any truth to Bert second guessing that, it's because he doesn't know one hundred percent that he's not telling the truth about getting tired of scratch because it is that's very plausible. It drives me crazy that any of these guys would continue to follow Scratch for that long, chasing in vendetta that may never play out. Right. Wow. So Claire Dodon was amazing with this final line once he ran in there yelling at Tardust to get on his feet. Now. <laughs> yes. Now she sounds like the pretty uh, woman who all of a sudden is screaming her head off like the way she said about Jenna McCombie Scratch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought about whenever I heard that. Right next to this line, I put sweet. <laughs> I know. It was really cool. But we're starting to get a little bit of the blurring of the lines of good and bad characters if we go through with this possible torture. I kept thinking that, too. I mean, if he is genuine, they burn that bridge. Right. <laughs> I don't know. When you come from that background, that mentality, maybe... He could see the reasoning in it after a little bit of time, but I, I I would never trust him. And Bert says, if we go this way, we can never come back. Didn't he say that, something like that? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, what? I was like, okay, if you go there, I guess you could go there and think about it a few different ways. But if you go there, like, morally or whatever, you can't come back. I can see what he means there, but I don't think there's many other real consequences other than the moral one here. The moral one's the big one, because I don't think Riley's ever done anything like this. The second one would be any chances of having him as an ally would be gone. Now, I don't think that was a good chance anyways. Right, and I'm not sure they would want him for an ally. But yeah, that, that could be another way that, place they couldn't come back from, for sure. <laughs> well, we're sorry we cut off all well, your fingers and toes. The Nightingale syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. But yeah, that's it. Total opposite. <laughs> Whoops. Thank you for catching that. <laughs> well, Riley, I have to tell you, I'm in love with you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 see, Tardus is going to fall in love with with uh, Riley through Stockholm syndrome, and then Riley's going to nurse him back to health and fall in love with him. <laughs> so it's a really sordid love affair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that movie with Kathy Bates? Misery? Yeah, Misery. So glad I've never seen it. Oh, it's it's too good. Really? She's incredible. I saw her in something recently. I think it might have been another Stephen King. Oh, she was on this last season of uh, American Horror Story. Oh, was she? And did a phenomenal job. I saw the preview for that Jim Gleason movie. Oh, really? Whitaker. I'm... I'm... I'm out of the know on this. What is this? Uh, you know, on Jim Gleason's page, you had a it was a picture of him like lighting Forrest Whitaker's cigarette or something like that. Oh yes, I do know that. I saw a preview for that. I didn't see Jim Gleason in the preview, but I bet he's in the movie. He was awesome in Ghost Dog, but I always made fun of that movie because uh, the previews seem so ridiculous. Oh, the whole movie's kind of ridiculous, but it's awesome at the same time. Yeah, it's one of those like Sharknado. <laughs> Well, no, it's not that ridiculous. 
It's like exploitation type. <laughs> no, <laughs> you need to watch it. <laughs> no, but he was in uh, Battlefield Earth, which was terrible. <laughs> yep, <laughs> had to be. I uh, I wouldn't even watch it for free when I wasn't worked at the theater. <laughs> and the book was incredible. It's just I love those books that it covers so much detail that's not even relevant, but it's just cool. Mm-hmm. And I definitely did it, but. The movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's bad whenever you appreciate the the book a lot and you still can't even get into the movie when it's not bad, not when not good. Alright, yeah, there's some more torture talk and feedback that we can we get asked questions ourselves even. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. So what did this chapter bring us? It brought us the question of his TARDIS line. Take them off the path of Scratch, buying time, and if so, for what? What is Scratch doing? Are the colonists that left to the other camps doing okay? Yes. What the heck is going on over there? <laughs> What's <Party> Riley... The <laughs> yes. What, what is Riley going to do? Is she going to cut off some digits? Ouch. And it brought us another cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. That would be a surprise if it wrapped up... With a nice little bow. But other than more questions, this episode brought us Skittles. And you covered all mine except, and you may be getting to it, but I want to say it, we got to hear from Dog the Goat. No, we didn't. In the very first part of this chapter, we did. Oh, in the chapter. Okay, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, so if it's the chapter, it brought us a lot of death. No, that was the last chapter. Datu and Liz were dead. The beginning oh, of this chapter. I was surprised by that too, because so I went back to listen. That's good. Man. I know. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. Well, there was a lot of details last episode, and my mind's dumping on them right now. We found out a lot more. Oh, yeah. There was tons of details. <laughs> what they are, I don't know at the moment, but... <laughs> uh, I could bring up the notes, but... <laughs> Oh, let's see. Let me pull it up real quick to see if there's anything, like, really important or something that jives with this episode. <laughs> They talked more about the symbols and the tunnels. The, the, the fact that they covered up the tunnel entrance at the church. Yeah, we got we got a lot of the aftermath of uh, Lizzie and Datu's death. Which, some more de- some more details on the babies. Yeah, which left a huge wake as far as since we kept hearing where's Datu. Mm-hmm. More about the babies. More about the babies. Kind of how that whole process went down. That they were feed that pile of bodies was being used to feed the babies, yeah. And maybe the mothers, if the mothers were already turned as the when they were pregnant, I don't know. Lots of questions. Oh yeah, lots of lots of questions as well. Lots of little answers that we forget the questions once we get them. I'm sure. So we've had some interesting subtitles this this chapter. We started out with "What happened elsewhere," which pretty well answered. Right. What can you believe? Still not sure. <laughs> decisions, decisions. Yeah, what can you believe, sicko? <laughs> <laughs> decisions, decisions. So Skittles' decision to join the group or help the group. Tardus breaking away from scratch, maybe. Yeah, we talked about uh, Riley's decision to torture or not to torture. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Bert was just going to act like it was all her idea, it sounds like. Whether or not to <laughs> mourn the dead. Say again? Oh, Whether, warn. I thought you said yeah. warn. I was like, <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs> so, yeah. 
And when's the the rest of the non-essentials going to leave the colony? <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. They got a blind girl and a baby there. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just, I thought you were saying like when's the red shirt's going to die? When's the last of the red shirts going to die? Like Max and everybody. <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete is a die. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but he seems like a red shirt character. Right. He had a lot of misplaced anger towards Datu. He did. Which was silly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got. And I already talked about my favorite line. What was your favorite line for this episode, my, my favorite friend? favorite line was, uh, this is odd. I know. Uh, it might be how you smell. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite line. Just the way that it was delivered was, was great. Uh, yeah, I could picture it in my head. And you know, I have to say something here too. Michael never looks. I don't know. I, I picture him totally different than the fan art or Jim Gleason. I had like a, a completely different person imagined for him. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I noticed it today. I was like, huh. Yeah. I picture him more like the fan art. Jim Gleason to me just sounds like Michael. And- yeah, but at the same time. I hear that voice and I can't see it coming out of Jim Gleason. Right, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. I, I, I hear Michael and see Michael whenever he talks. <laughs> so, but this is a interesting take. Yeah, we got we on to some fan feedback. So, absolutely, and we talked about uh, distorted truths. I wonder what all distorted truths. So I meant to capture as many as I could, but really, I only got to this chapter with well, it. Well. There's one more, and uh, Saul has already mentioned that he he knows it's not the case, but he blames his mother for not doing more. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. So, and the fact that he keeps thinking it, you know, he wants it to be a dream, and he expects to wake up. Right. I guess I don't know. In the news, We Are Live's fifth birthday is today. Holy cow! Which Happy to the listeners birthday. was. Uh, the previous Monday, May the 5th. So they dropped episode, f- or chapter 45, part 3, five years after the first part was released. Happy birthday, we're alive. And yes. Great work, team. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Casey, as Blair told us, anytime we try to say the we're alive team. Yes, Casey and his massive staff of authors and editors. and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Also known as Casey. Right, but no, everybody else is behind the scenes. They do great work. Yes, definitely. Question of the week. Do you remember what it was? Where's Datu? Yeah, where's Datu? (laughs) Emma at Emma Metallic says, Datu lives on at the first tower, working on the elevator shaft with Tommy working in the cameras. That's a nice, peaceful thought. The uh, ethereal tower. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it ethereal? Wait, it's ethereal, uh, isn't it? Ethereal, yes. So dumb. <laughs> uh, Clem says the picture of chapter forty-five says it all. Datu found his final resting piece in a cleansing fire. Well, that's not uplifting. Funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're pretty clear there, Clem. <laughs> Good, Good old stuff. Adam. And Adam didn't realize that was you. I was telling Mick to shut up, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Adam says, hopefully somewhere warm with Samantha, or still alive with Mick and Redbeard. Yes. 
He's right yes. here, of course. <laughs> now go oh. fix my car. Yes. <laughs> Parts will be in tomorrow, but the garage door is right out there. So. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I could use this help on this remodeling job that I'm working on right now. Oh goodness. Good lord, it's He's it's in theory. The evening. The roof is done. I mean, and roof in every entire sense of the meaning, because the rafters, the beam, the the uh, joists, the decking, the shingles, <laughs> everything's been replaced. Wow. And now we've uh, we're working on the. I've done a redone a bunch of the framing on the inside, and still going. Work in progress. Yep. Casey posted a picture of young Owen and Brew Lars from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where Datu is. He's he's staying on Tatooine with Uncle Owen. Was Uncle Owen? Yeah, the moisture farmer. <laughs> this is great because now Datu can just run down to the Tati station and get those power converters. That Good that to we go. Keep hearing about. Surely that can get the pump going. He's the engineer that the Death Star needed. <laughs> yes. But is it the one they deserved? <laughs> so what was your answer for this question? Where's Datu? Where's Datu? Hmm. I'm supposed to answer it? <laughs> where, where would be the one of the calmest places to be during a zombie apocalypse? Datu. Well, the calmest places during a zombie apocalypse... Well, still easy to live. Hmm. I guess on a on a very well stocked cruise ship. That's a good answer. With only a few different people. No, maybe not, not a cruise ship, a yacht. Because a cruise ship that's just too big, too many places to hide for the zombies. Yeah. Well, very well stocked yacht. That's where Datu is. Yeah. He picked yeah. up his children, who are still alive. As long as you don't have a hurricane, you're good. Right. Or a massive storm, or some sort. But. <laughs> I was thinking Canada. Yeah, I mean that's that's that was my first thought, but then you said uh, easy to live or wherever. I was yeah, thinking those harsh winters. I think it, it's manageable, but you know I I just can't imagine that even being a zombie, as long as you're Canadian, the zombie's probably still going to be pretty cordial, <laughs> <laughs> very polite. <clears throat> right. <laughs> <laughs> Cup of tea. I don't know. They don't talk like that. No. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm restraining myself. Mail. Yes. <laughs> on to the listener mail before this week's show. Funky Dung says, I can't shake the thought that Tanya didn't delete by accident. Yeah. Nah, we that brought kid. that up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. I mean, that, that just opens up a whole can of worms if that were true. What is she hiding? Right. And that's... I mean, so it could just be a throwaway line, but is it? Casey didn't. We we made kind of a big deal about it, and Casey didn't clarify, like he does on some things. So that makes us wonder some more. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see what comes of that, if anything. Yeah, me too. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, some more feedback. We're live. I'm guessing Casey posted. He quotes uh, us last week. Matt's crying again from his stories. He said that made his day. So <laughs> <laughs> good feedback last week, Matt. That's uh, that next one is is Kate, our cat Lero. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure. I, I thought it sounded familiar, but it looked like you wrote it in the way it was posted in here. But yeah, cat wrote. I res- I responded out loud to the podcast while at work. Just yelled out Kalani. 
and got some funny stares. Hashtag cubicle life. <laughs> That's good. I wonder when she yelled out Kalani, just when we mentioned him. It's because he's so happy to hear about Kalani, or there was something very specific, and he was the reason we knew about something, or was the re- he was who we were referencing to, but I don't think we said his name. Oh, cool! And I, I love to hear people share this kind of thing with us, because so so much of it is we're not sure if we're talking to empty air or <laughs> what, <laughs> unless you guys let us know. So thank you for that, cat. Yes, which apparently. We they named her that because she said she goes by Katie, and then we started calling her Cat. Was it? She has something a couple of different places where it just says Cat Lero. Right. I like calling her Cat. Yeah, me too. That's what that's I. Your, that's it's your nickname now. Right. <laughs> it's your nickname. Your nickname. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alberto Reyes uh, says uh, I don't mind the mask and Michael and Vic. Where is Datu? Since they spend most of the last episodes. Asking Dato, is it time? <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Is it happening? Okay? Is it happening now? Hmm? Get the get the syringe. Get the syringe. Right. <laughs> I just stubbed my toe. <laughs> I don't need it. Okay, Apocalypse Zone tweeted to us. On the last podcast, I heard you had trouble with your website. If you need any help, let me know. Working with, I guess that's, what is that? I forget. It's uh, Escape Me, WS. WordPress. Word, WordPress. I guess. I guess he meant WordPress or for websites. years. Yeah, websites at WordPress for years. As a matter of fact, I hope you guys are going to do another podcast when you, We Are Live is finished. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> I, that's really appreciated. Yeah, thank I, I, you. Go ahead. I just said, yeah, thank you. Uh, if I come up with some something specific that just completely stumps me, I'll hit you up. But I, I may we may send you some questions, just get your opinion. Because uh, there's some, I don't know, I don't know, there's... We just turned off all the comments on our website because we were having so many issues. And I guess somehow something was spamming from our website. And it's been fixed now. But it had to do with contact forms and uh, social networking comments and just comments and pings on the from the blog itself. And now I know other people use um, third parties to kind of filter out the spam. And I just don't want to pay for anything. <laughs> Because we're, we're not, it's not like we make any money off of this, so we're right. just being cheap. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate the last part too, hoping we're going to do another podcast because I really enjoy this. It's a lot of fun uh, interacting with the We're Life community. And though that could possibly be could possibly be coming to an end, uh, I look forward to continuing on podcasting with something. It's got to be something we like though. Yeah. And we're we're hoping that Casey does something else fairly soon after, but you know we'll just see how it plays out. If not, we might do some um, some random topics of our choosing until he gets it ready. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like yet. And uh, yeah, I mean, but if you guys, Apocalypse Zone, I think you are a podcast. If uh, we would, I mean, we'd love the guest. I, at least I would love the guest host on any shows that are out there from time to time, whenever. My schedule allows, which is normally in the evenings. So, I mean, if it's throwing that out there. Yeah. That's always fun. Otto Sterk, <laughs> he replied to last week's uh, <laughs> conversation. He said, not to be all stereotypical, but I'm all emotional at your last recorded episode, LOL. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> I replied to him and just wanted to make it more clear that I hope that whatever we said didn't wasn't offensive at all, 
and because uh, we don't want to come across like that for sure. Oh no, it was all in love. Um, and he said he replied back. He said, "Okay, I thought about it. Uh, no, great show, guys. I agree. I think Victor found a true friend in Saul. And you're right. Like many Latino men, he wears his heart on his sleeve." And, and I think a, a big I see this a lot in my brother-in-law, and and so my frame of re- reference is really small, and I, I and I see it in my son because they treat him like he's the prince, and you know the little tikatikas, and and it's just they're they're set up to be emotional from day one. My son is very much so, and his <laughs> uncle is very much so. It's it's a funny observation I've made. I don't know. I think it's a good quality to have. Okay, Deanna says. Okay, so I'm sure this has been brought up, but it just came to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I stole this already. This is the one we talked about during the show. Oh, that's right. That's right. About Skittles being advanced, but it, I don't wouldn't mind talking a little bit more about uh, is it possible that Ink showed a somewhat bitten and slow-turning Skittles symbols to make him open the door? Hmm. Because he didn't seem like he remembered that. That's, um... I did? I did. That's what I started. Yeah, that's exactly what I, I was starting to think when we were reviewing it, and as I kind of as I was listening to it, but it was more so when we were reviewing the episode. But I don't know. It's an excellent theory. I I'm, I can't wait to find out what happened for sure. For reals. All right. More to, uh, our feedback for after the show. Uh, Clem he responded back, and I'm kind of confused. I think Clem. I think he wrote forty six three, and I think he meant forty five. But if you didn't, let me know. Uh, it says chapter 45 leaves the audience with at least three major cliffhangers. Number one, Scratch, where is she and what is she up to? Number two, Bert, uh, Riley, Bert, and Tardust looking for Scratch. And will Riley become Sith Riley? How <laughs> similar with Scratch has she become? And number three, Skittles and the Survivors. What exactly will be the outcome of this unlikely and unfortunate gathering? Chapter 46, 3 and 46, and I think he means 45 in general. Leave me with questions, and not so much with predictions or answers. So, Scratch, where is she? What's she up to? Manny Petty. Manny Petty. Just <laughs> sharpening those babies up. If anybody needs one, it's her. Ready to drop somebody down a peg. <laughs> Speaking of pegs. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Riley? Yeah, I guess. My my, I think that she... You've swayed me to think that she went back and grabbed some supplies out of the safe houses since Tardis split, and then she's keeping an eye on the colony. That's what I think she's doing. Yeah. I I think that's a pretty good assumption. But she may get tired and come home, and there's Tardis getting his fingers cut off. It's a little different than a Manny Petty, but close enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, we went a little far on that one. (laughs) Sorry about that. So what's Scratch been? Or no, we just Riley what, what, Tardus what, looking for Scratch. Will what Riley, is happening to Riley? Yeah, is she gonna go to the dark side? Well, we can already say it wasn't likely that she was gonna be a mother in this universe. I guess so. Yeah, almost a hundred percent, unless it's by adoption. Right. And there's no shortage of orphans. So she might be willing to let herself go there. I'm. Well, yeah, you wouldn't think a mother would be even more likely to torture if a child was in danger? If her child was in danger, yes, but I'm just talking about this instance and these circumstances alone. I, I'm i on the side currently, and I need to write this down. I, I make predictions like crazy. I don't ever track most of them, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think so. I think she's going to stay in light. 
because uh, my other thing to this is I think she has the ability to be completely content after this. I think she's better than Scratch, and I don't think she's going to be like Scratch. I think we're talking past each other. You think she's going to... So you, you sound like you're saying she's going to torture her and then be content after this. Yeah, or, or she'll put him out in the middle somewhere ready for the snatching by zombies and... I don't know. That's I even mean, better. Like, no intention. Kind of like hanging a guy off the building with no intention of dropping him and yeah. then getting the answers and saying, I'm Batman and taking off. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, at the same time, if they do go to extremes, they're not going to be able to let him go. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they can't let him go. <clears throat> right. They can't let him go. I've thought about that. <laughs> He's a loose end. Got to tie that one up. Yeah. And a figurative sense. So. Or it could just be in the colony jail. <laughs> That's a waste. I wouldn't do that. It's a waste. You just got to kill them. Yeah. Uh, or use them as labor. But even then you're playing with fire. Even if you're restarting civilization. And what if you find out he's been telling the truth the whole time? I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah, a, it's a tough situation. There's no doubt about it. it, it the, if they start the torturing, any chances of him being reformed or whatever you want to call it go straight out the window. I don't know how in such a sensitive situation you could trust whether or not this person that has been a part of a group that attacked you before is going to be on your side now. Mm-hmm. But also in this situation, it's more likely that they're going to be on your side because they're going to be safe. Right. I don't know. <laughs> or just looking for the next thing to come along. Who knows? I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. This is fun. Okay, number three. Skittles and the Survivors. What exactly will be the outcome of this unlikely and unfortunate gathering? He's going to uh, run off with the baby and try to take it to ink. <laughs> really? He might. I think it's a, it's 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 also a plausible outcome. Yeah, I guess uh, you helped me solidify my theory about the smell being they're gonna make him sweat, uh, everybody dance now style, and um, pour it on themselves to go set the spotters, and maybe he'll help too. And his infected side will take over and get the baby. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm just wondering. There's going to be another angle. I wonder what the symbol for still the baby looks like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I think they have those signs up around the clinics. Uh, yes. <laughs> those are horrible. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. Cool. Here's another hard, tough question, which we may have just talked about. Todd says, I second the second comment topic. How do you guys think the B, uh, Burton Riley proposed torture of Tar plays out? For them as characters. Also, if you were in a similar situation, how would you handle it? The world life form is somewhat polarized on this topic. I say torture will only make the situation worse. What say you? Uh, yeah, I agree. Yep, I'm on, I'm on the side of the torture will make it worse. And there's not, there's not so much to be gained. Like, you know, in say take 24, the show for instance, which I haven't seen. It comes on tonight. 
But um, like, and previous... we've lost Mick to the World Live Fancast because Twenty Four is coming back. All right. In previous <laughs> seasons of Twenty Four, there's been like a nuke about to go off or a dirty bomb, and there's been like torture. Been a, you know, some some versions of torture have been allowed to try to figure a... out where the where the nuke was that's going to kill millions of people. Isn't that every episode? That's that's what an outsider would think. I'm sure. But uh, no, what I'm, you you elitist? Me elitist? That's what an outsider would think. That's what somebody who hadn't seen it, who was trying to troll somebody else, would say. Exactly. And then call them an elitist for not taking the bait. Um, I'm trying not to feed the trolls here. Yeah. But anyways, like I'm saying, there's. I was just trying to make a an analogy to like, okay, so if you're gonna torture him, what what are you torturing him for? Where scratches? What her plan is? Right. That's it. She's not gonna. It's not leverage. And to, we can tell you what her plan is. She wants to kill pigs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And in the end, it's not like you can hold him hostage and she's gonna care. Right. So I don't think it's beneficial to torture and kill him. But if they do, they're going to have to kill him. Hmm. And if they don't, your only good possible scenario in the long run is to drop him off in the middle of nowhere with some supplies. I don't know if you could ever trust him. I, I, I think you answered the torturing thing perfectly. I mean, there's no, there's no true benefit that's going to come of it. The fact that they're chasing her around, I, it's not really doing a whole lot. Right. If they were vigilant with the groups and watching out for her, that would make a lot more sense. They're being just as crazy as she is by being out here doing this in the first place. Well said. Now, if you want to go burn down every safe house they've ever had, cool. You give her nowhere to run. Mm-hmm. But... As far as him being an ally after this, I mean, the fact that they captured him and he has nothing, you just you're better off just dropping him off in the middle of nowhere. He's never going to be our friend. Yeah, that's it's tough. It's a tough one, and I, and I don't even feel like I'm asking the right questions when it comes to it because torture is such a, a vile and disgusting thing that we, it's like it's hard yeah. to even say. Well, let's justify this for a second. You know, like how could we do that? Ready to move on? Yeah. Adam says, Oh, Bert was so choked up, I almost cried. This is becoming a lot darker than usual. And then he says, No, Philip. Still doesn't sound right. No, Tardust. <laughs> he says, uh, No favorite line this week, other than anything Zombie King Skittles said. I want to hear more about his crib. Yeah. See, does he have any decorations on the wall? And if hmm. he does, what would they be? Question of the week. <laughs> well, we'll have two of them. What does uh, Skittles smell like, and um, <laughs> yes. what is what does he use to decorate his crib? And you've got the last one. Pizza guy on Twitter says, uh, "I thought it was a good setup episode for the next chapter when Riley lets her aggression and emotions out on Tardust. It's gonna be freaking sweet." Oh, and Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So glad to hear him again. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm looking forward to job. see what happens. I almost... Because that, that guy is so great with his voice. Is I, you almost 
have to expect Skittles to get turned. Yes, and he makes me want to hyperventilate whenever he's hyperventilating. Really? Well, it's just it, he ups it ups the tension when he's like, <laughs> you know, when you hear somebody breathing like that, it's like, man, this is crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's why we love anything zombies and comics. <laughs> <laughs> Big kids at heart. All right, so send us your quest- answers to the questions of the week. We'll talk about them in the next show, covering 46 Part 1. What does Skittles smell like? <laughs> the character. And how does Skittles de- decorate his tower? I'm excited to see what people come up with for these. And I'll have to think about them, too. It's been a good episode. It's been a long one, but it's been a good one. It has. Well, anything else we want to talk about before... We close it out? No. I think we covered everything. I think that's it. All right. Well, you guys can send your feedback to facebook.com slash WAFancast and at WAFancast on Twitter. And this has been Redbeard. This has been Mick. Smell the rainbow. <laughs> Smell the rainbow. Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at wearealive at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at at WAFancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. I'm ready. Yeah, I guess it's my turn to start this goat roping. <laughs> Tra la la. Okay. Better, 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 better. Yep, that's a lot better. Tra la la. <laughs> Either way, uh, that's. Uh, I can't think of any of those weird. Here's a here's a <laughs> here's something just off the off the wall, and I'm totally being a hack and stealing it from somebody, but <laughs> I gotta word it right so I don't screw it up like you know people do when they tell jokes like me. Uh, what's his name? Dane Cook? So you're pulling a Dane Cook? Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. You know, he's addressed that on Louis C.K., and it was really good. Oh, because oh, apparently he, he's being, he was accused of stealing one of Louis C.K.'s jokes. Oh, and he, really? Yeah, and Louis C.K. had him on the show, and they had like a, a really dry conversation about it. Even though his show is not like a talk show or anything, Louis is him, the comic, in a scripted show. It was yeah, it was really good. It was kind of tense too. Uh, so you're pulling a Carlos Mencia? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, what's uh, what's another word for thesaurus? Uh, and where could I find it? <laughs> I think that's Stephen Wright. That's, that's pretty good. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. I'd, I've heard about him, but I've never actually watched a whole thing of his stand-up. It's kind of old but it's really funny i don't think i've ever watched any of that almost all one and two liners i heard about them uh, i was listening to it was either bj novak or somebody on the nerdist and they talked about him 
Huh. So I had to go check him out. It was so funny. Oh, there's a, a newer comedian here recently. Well, yeah, I don't think he's that new anymore, but he's kind of a younger guy and he does a lot of, he plays instruments and does these entire little, he puts on an entire production when he does it. Oh, Carrot like Top. The, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Newer comedian. No. <laughs> I said a comedian, not a freak show. He's <laughs> like Dimitri or so. I can't remember his name. Cool. We'll have to look him up. Tra-la-la. <laughs> Whoops. Tra-la-la. Don't get me wrong. If I could jump on Oprah's couch, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Straight Dave Chappelle style. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, to the face. Tra-la-la. Todd says, a second the second comment, Tommy. Tra-la-la. Oh. Oh, gosh. It's killing me. Because you're making me want to talk about Walking Dead now. Well, like, you couldn't do it on here anyways, because it's a spoiler. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, I can't really talk about that. I mean... Tra-la-la. Oh, I'm tired. Crap, it's almost midnight. Yeah, it is. I didn't think we were going to go that long. Me neither. 